Good morning, good morning, and welcome to uh, Linked AM here on BCN News. Um, yep, we've been uh, busy here in the newsroom. We've been uh, launching various uh, special features you might have seen as you read through the uh, through the the online sections that we've just launched our meetings and events uh, section, which is going to be uh, quite interesting. It's going to be going back to my old roots where I go and talk to venues around the world and bring on chefs and, uh, and meeting planners and everything just to talk about some great venues. So keep an eye out for that uh, because that's going to be uh, going to be really um, a, an interesting little segment that we're going to be doing. And I'm going to enjoy that, I know. But one thing I have been enjoying over the past uh, few weeks is having my conversation with my friends over at Intista and Infliction Point Group. And, um, you know, we've been talking about, you know, mergers, acquisitions, uh, integration has been that word, et cetera, that we've been using. And we've talked about planning. We've talked about, uh, you know, the communication side of things. We did that last week. And um, and we're really continuing that conversation about, you know, what happens when you uh, when you do this. And I, I, I keep thinking, every time I finish a show, I keep thinking about these questions to ask. Uh, and, um, you know, we've discussed, you know, when you acquire a business, how to get out the value out of it. Because uh, Marshall said the very thing about your value that you have to look at uh, out of it. And so when you merge or you integrate uh, businesses, after you've bought a business, you, you you take over everything immediately. Is that right, Chuck? I'll bring Chuck on. Is that right? You bring, you bring, you just bring everything together immediately. Well, you could do that if you don't want it to work. <laughs> There's that failure rate again. We talked yeah. about, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let me straight, uh, generally, again, uh, that's not what you do. You, you, uh, again, we believe you bring in experts. The because your team is generally busy doing their own thing. Uh, so you want to, in many cases, uh, bring in experts who are familiar with the nuances of each particular type of company that you buy and can see the differences there. So, uh, again, oftentimes, uh, even in the same industry, if a, if a single company buys two or three different companies in the same industry, there's still none of them going to be the same. So the integration plan is going to have uh, at least minor nuances, if not significant differences, depending on on what you buy, what you're getting, et, et cetera. So you need a tailored uh, approach. Uh, and that's especially true when you're buying smaller companies, a larger company buying a smaller company, because the value of what the larger company is buying in the smaller company is often in the employees themselves, which every human is different. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? When, when you when you are a small business, you know, I've I've run a small business for years. You know, the people that you build around you are actually subject matter experts in their own right, and they actually are the the, the pillars of the business half the time. Yeah, I, I yeah I own the business, but you know, I, I rely on those people, and if they disappeared, maybe it'd all fall down. Um, so, so Marshall, can you give me like a thirty thousand? Uh, foot view of of the different ways that you could you could integrate. I know we talked about planning and all that and communication, but what other things? What are the things we have to think about? Yeah, those approaches might be based on um, how much of the acquired business you're going to absorb. Will it be a hundred percent or will it be a portion? Kind of like like a carve out of the other company. Also, when you want to start working the integration, it might be the right thing to do nothing right off the bat 
and we'll talk about that a little bit more um, in, in this uh, segment. Um, you also want to begin with the end in mind. You want to know what the objective is to call it complete. So whichever approach you end up using, you must be able to make someone responsible to deliver and lead the integration activity. That's the most important thing for um, avoiding a catastrophe. Now we talked about different ways to integrate. If it's a 100% consolidation where you're absorbing the entire business into a parent company, chances are you want to quickly acquire all of the customers and focus on cost savings by eliminating duplication. Um, I mentioned that you might also want to leave it run autonomous for a little while. Um, that is a good uh, strategy when you're consolidating less than the full business, anywhere from a portion all the way up to nearly the full business, where you intentionally delay starting an integration to give yourself time to learn about each other. Remember, the deal was kept secret with limited knowledge until it was announced. So you really don't necessarily know all the details about those people that Chuck just mentioned. Um, a, a, a popular uh, strategy uh, popularized by private equity is, is a roll-up. There's very seldom a merger of equals. Almost every time one company is being rolled into another company, for instance, uh, you have a, a dentistry office buying up their competitors. That's that's typically one of those is going to serve as the platform and the others will be rolled into it. Um, that's like acquiring a group of businesses. Usually they don't have their own integration going on. So you could either integrate them um, serially <laughs> or uh, try to do it all at once at the same time. But in any event, you're going to want to make sure that you understand any mismatches in the integration opportunities. Those are where products or operations of the two businesses don't align well. Um, in short, you really have to carefully plan the integration, breaking down the objectives into smaller steps, identifying who those steps will be um, allocated to for responsibility to deliver them, and at the same time, you need to keep the business going. Remember, we said it's very difficult to grow and integrate a business at the same time. You really need to choose one or the other to focus on it. And you need to do whatever you need to and whatever you can without losing the value of the business that you started. with. So I, I must admit, you know, as, as these conversations go, because I, I entered the, into this thinking, Oh, this this is just bringing two companies together, uh, and you you set off and you work in harmony. <laughs> but obviously, as I'm learning uh, with every conversation I'm having, it's not it's not as simple as that. So, Steve, you know, which, which approach do you think? I mean, Marshall's just outlined like a plethora of different <laughs> things of approaches. Which, which one is the best? Well, they're uh, each has its own. Each one is best for different situations. And it was the businesses are unique and the integrations are even more unique. So you've got to consider what you're handling, what what the businesses are and what you're trying to achieve, as Marshall alluded to. So let's do a simple one. If you've got a mismatch between 
between the companies. Say you've got a truck company buying an SUV company. Now, superficially, they look like they're aligned, but there are hundreds of differences between the way you manufacture and sell them. And so you would use an approach where you really try and tackle that mismatch in a kind of careful uh, way. Now, the roll-ups, easy to understand. You you buy a bunch of dentists, and so you're going to roll up together. And you can decide, uh, as Marshall said, to do them all one at a time, or perhaps wait for a while and then do them all at the same time. Now, the more common ones are, do I consolidate? Do I absorb 100% of the company? Or do I leave it alone, leave autonomous for a while, and learn about it, and then do partial of it? A partial integration and really if you asked me with a, with a smaller business say less than a thousand employees i really prefer time to learn about who you've acquired time to learn understand each other and, and so leave them alone for a while learn about what they do learn about which parts of the business are really the essence of the company. I'm going to drift into the word culture here <laughs> because the because the if you learn about the business you've acquired and learn where the where the business culture is strongest, I'll talk about them in a minute or two. You can really get great value out of the com- out of the integration. Well, well, cu- culture culture is a big word in my my book anyway. So I want to I want to sort of yeah. Let's just put that on the parking lot, you know, on the side. Uh, I want to come back to that because that's very important. But but if if you take time to get started, do you do you have to go slowly, Marshall? Oh no no. Um, there's a a big misconception about leave autonomous. That intention of taking time to prepare is not the same as going slowly once you start the integration. Remember, once you start, you want to establish and build momentum because the longer the integration takes the more it's ultimately going to cost. And that's in terms of real costs, which are expenses, and opportunity costs, which are the benefits of the integration that you uh, envision in the first place. So it does take a lot of cooperation once you do start. And the speed that you can move in those activities is often dependent on what the people internal to the company are capable of doing to take on those tasks. Remember, hiring an outside consultant can help it can be a great assistance in organizing efforts, but it's not a replacement for internal resources. The activities really need to be sustainable, and that means it has to be done by internal people. So one of the beauties of leaving autonomous and delaying is that nothing feels forced. Both sides come to a consensus on the next steps and then start the pace that they're comfortable with, hopefully gathering momentum from that point forward. Yeah. So. So one one of the things that I like hearing about autonomous because yeah autonomous I mean it, it, you, you're letting that sort of just you know operate on its own you're starting to learn from it you uh, but you're building trust as well aren't you as as you as you're as you're sort of so it doesn't seem as if you're forcing yourself to this other onto the other area that you've acquired because I think that's important because trust would think in two businesses integrating build that trust over time and if you do how you're positioning here now that time actually does allow that trust to to build up i would think absolutely right absolutely right and that uh, that trust helps 
is helps strengthen the culture, the bond between you. I'm going to go back to culture. Go back to culture. Um, culture, the business culture is part of the value of a smaller business. Let's take for example, imagine like early in the life of Porsche or Apple, the energy they had. The the oh, we're doing the we're changing everything. We're, we're going to do we're, we're doing a great thing here. And if you imagine buying, say, if you could have bought Apple in the early days, um, which I wish, <laughs> I wish to. I wouldn't be sat here now. I do, just <laughs> don't get take that in the wrong way, but I wouldn't. But anyway, go ahead. but if you did, you would. The culture of that business was uh, uh, was centered around um, user experience and design. Yeah, and and. Uh, Let's flip to a different company. Uh, IBM's culture is around sales and other companies around, you know, the way they create the product. So this value, if you have time to to pause and learn about them and you can see, oh, they're really customer-oriented. The customer support team is really the, what the is really loved. we got to somehow preserve that. And what you can do is you can say, Let's leave them alone, you know, in the new bigger company, but let's not absorb them into our customer service team. They're, they've got a great thing going. They are the value of this company we bought. And, and so given time, you can plan out this partial integration and leave really the people, the, the culture, less affected, hopefully unaffected. So... I really, I really love this this ability to. If you get the time, if you get the ability, I really recommend it. You can get great value by just taking a breath and learning and and understanding. And as Marshall said, agreeing what you do next. Hey, you know, like you know, I'm going to go off another case study. A most famous example of this textbook case is Disney bought Pixar. Hugely different companies, and what picks what Disney did was they said, "We didn't. We're doing nothing. We're not going to change the email. We're not going to change the benefits. We're not even going to change the names on the doors." And after eighteen months of learning about each other and appreciating each other, then they said, "Welcome to the company," and they've left. And and the Pixar creators, the essence of that company, are left to. Do their thing, they do great, and it's a great company to work for. If you're in the industry, you love, you would love to work for Pixar. Good example. Yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, I think let, let's 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 dive, dive deep into dive deep deep dive even into uh, into culture because all right, we're talking about companies, what a thousand people or more, really. That's where your the sweet spot is. That we're talking less, 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 less. Sorry, yeah. And, and so, at the end of the day, what? What I've, what I know, because I, I, I talk to business owners all the time. Uh, they're very passionate. The reason why they went into that business, you talk about Apple, you know, okay, they're a huge conglomerate now. But at the time, they were they were working out of his garage or whatever it was he was trying to do. Okay, he brought people in that were passionate about his mission. They understood him, etc. I would say that I would say that uh, 
98% of entrepreneurs who start a business are passionate about what they want to do. They set out with that mission and they bring people around them that can have that energy and that, that culture that you have. Now, the, what, what, the reason why entrepreneurs, I don't, well, again, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm assuming here, entrepreneurs can't go into corporate America is because they, it doesn't fit. When they go into the, they've had this company with all these people around them that they can trust and they can bring into a meeting, et cetera. But guess what? If you have somebody in a corporate setting where you have fixed meetings on a Monday morning at nine o'clock or whatever, and that is the culture of that of that corporation, if you don't fit into that culture, then you don't last very long in that in that company. Okay, I, I definitely agree, and it is very hard. Even Steve Jobs did, did he was kicked out of Apple. He didn't fit <laughs> in, yeah. you know, until he and the and the company realized there's a happy place to meet at. Right, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, James Dyson owns Dyson, big company. He yep. and he realized I am not good at being CEO. I'm the owner, but I'm going to hire someone who can be my boss. I'm going to hire a CEO. And those are, and they've gone from strength to strength right. by being left to do what they're good at. They, 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 that yeah. Thing. And, and, and where I'm going with this is because there's going to be people listening to this, this segment. Okay. That are in a position where they've built a business up and it's, it's either a family owned business or whatever, but it's time for them to either grow or to move on. And they're looking to be acquired or they look to acquire. Okay. And, and they're going, you know what? I don't know if I want to do that because I don't want to, I don't want to upset my, my, my staff. I don't want to, the people that I trust and love, and I pay them every single paycheck, etc. If I start to look outside of, of, of this, this comfort zone, am I going to find somebody that's going to be, you know, as, as caring for these people. So what you've got to do, and I think this is where you guys come in, you come in and you start, this is that planning that you talked about before, and you start to tell them, look, these, is the, these are the things you need to do to make you feel comfortable to make that step. Because culture in small businesses is, is huge and people are valued, you just said it, and that's what I'm getting out of this conversation. I, I'm going off on a tangent because oh, I'm okay. very passionate about how you have to look after your, your people but if you're going to move on and you're going to grow, you've got to, I, as a CEO and an owner, have to feel comfortable that whoever I'm going to be merging or, uh, you know, uh, bringing the two businesses together, it's going to work. And what you've just said with that time lapse um, really fits nicely with me. But, but, but to follow your point, though, Carl, I mean, before you sell a company, that journey towards selling, uh, which is more inflection points area to be fair um the the, prep, the what you can do is you can prepare your company and and yourself too for the separation ahead if you yeah. want to exit yeah yeah uh, absolutely well, well, well Chuck I mean you know 
we, we've just touched on a, a, a plethora of a, another plethora. A, a, a plethora seems to be our word <laughs> today in this segment, but uh, a lot of plethoras. Uh, but Chuck, so how, how plethora do you, how of plethoras. Do you, uh, you plethora of plethoras? That's right. Um, there's a song about that plethora of plethoras. No, uh, I promise I will not sing again on the segment. <laughs> how do you choose, Chuck, the, the right approach? I mean, we've just heard quite a few there, but how do you choose the right approach? Well, I think the best. Uh, way to choose the right approach is to hire a specialist who is familiar with uh, many different approaches. Uh, again, it's a very nuanced profession uh, among the specialists, in my opinion, especially if you have companies that you're acquiring with less than a thousand employees. So th if you really want to get the optimal value out of your uh, your acquisition, you really want to do the acquisition right. And rather than kind of learn on the job, there's a thousand things you can do wrong. Uh, and you don't want to do those. You want to avoid all those that you can. And knowing which ones to do wrong, the nuances of how, it, how to do it right, that's where the specialist comes in. That's where the value of the specialist comes in. The, again, the additional monies that a company is going to spend to make sure they get the most value out of their acquisition, in our experience, is well worth it. And that's where Antista comes in. That's why we're so proud to have strategically partnered with Antista. I think the important thing you just said there, and, and, and I, think, I think business owners know this, but I think sometimes we, we put our head in a sand, sandbox and say, no. Nah, is that you have to spend money to make sure that you get the value. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's always that that old age thing of why should I hire a consultant? Because I know everything because I'm the, I, I, I know, I know how to do this. And then when I go and fail, it's somebody else's fault. Of course it is. <laughs> um, but if you, if you, if you do this right, if you're serious about it, if you're serious about it, and you should be, if you're really thinking you want to acquire to grow or you you want to be acquired to exit, you really do need to make the right decisions, not only for yourself, but for the people that you have, have put their trust in you as, 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 as the owner of the business. And so if you don't do it right, then you're going to affect all those people. And so that's why you should bring in uh, people. And yes, it's going to, it's going to cost you some money. But it's going to be the value that you get out of it is far in excess of what uh, you, you spend, for sure. I, I, and I know that. Well, guys, um, I mean, I know out of this, there's going to be a bunch of questions that are going to be coming out from the audience out there. And, and I've already written about four different questions out as well. And I know we've got those 12 things that we should be thinking about when you do integration, of course, uh, you know, that's where the articles, Steve, you're, you're writing these uh, furiously every week and uh, we, we, we publish them. And uh, so on the next uh, segment, we'll, we'll be choosing one of those and uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue this conversation. But as I say, I, I want to thank you guys because you, you've really taken me from uh, a place where I thought, oh, this was just going to be a simple segment where we're just going to talk about, you know, hey, I'm going to spend some money, acquire, acquire a company. Uh, to the fact that you really do have to think about this. So thank you guys for making this a great segment. I really appreciate it. 
That's for, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Carl. It was great. Thank you, it was Carl. Great. As as always, guys, um, I'm going to have, as you say, back you up, back on, and we'll we'll continue this conversation. Of course, that was the, the guys from Intista and from Infliction Point Group. Um, you know, tune in next time. Uh, don't forget, look out for those posts. I put the posts out on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, um, and also Facebook uh, for business, etc. You can see those links and just click on them, and then there's ways you can communicate and get in touch with the the, the folks over in Tista and Infliction Point. So, so look out for those. And uh, until the next time, go out there, have some fun, make some money because we are in business uh, to make some money. Uh, but go and have some fun because it's no fun if you don't have fun. So until the next time, <laughs> goodbye. There we go. <laughs>